you're listening to the Neurology Podcast. This is a weekly podcast where I, Kermit the Frog, talk with uh, his friend, uh, Hector, about all things music, movie, and TV related. Hector, how are we doing today? Pretty good. Um, I thought we weren't going to have you as a guest till the end of the season. What all the right. heck, man? No, I decided to come on early. Well, it's good to have you, buddy, old bow. <laughs> Well, okay, I'll drop it now. Hi, guys. Welcome back thank, to the Nerdology Podcast. Thank the God. All right. So I had to drink some water. Sorry. Yeah. I, had to, I had to prepare myself now for what's going to come later this evening. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. As Jack mentioned, we're going to have a beautiful podcast today. Beautiful episode. Beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. We have not described the podcast like that. <laughs> Isn't beautiful. she pretty? Isn't she, guys? You're just going to look at her and you're going to drop to your knees and thank God that you're a man after you listen <laughs> to this episode. Oh, gosh. Or feel pity for both of us because we have yeah. a lot to talk about tonight regarding rants and the like. But speaking of that, uh, we had Superman and Lois come out this week, finally after a five-week break. Yes. What a banger episode. And Jack, uh, we talked about before um, we started recording uh, some things that you want to get off your chest. But before you get that stuff off your chest, let's talk about how great episode six was, shall we? You start let's, off. Okay. Um, first off, I'm going to disclose this early. This is by far the best episode of the series. Heck yeah. And that's a damn shame. Um, and I'll get to why in a little bit later. <laughs> but um, yeah, just the writing and everything was on point on this episode. Like, we're really starting to see, you know, the gears start turning on this. Like, the show is it's really starting to come together now and yeah that opening football game like was so cool and i kind of figured out finally like i can never understand like like what's the magic sauce like what's the crabby patty formula for this show right and i just kind of and i figured it out and this episode highlighted it really well it's the small things you know we we're in smallville right kind of kind of mm. cliche but like it's 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 like the moments that you have with Clark bringing his two boys into the into the farm room and revealing the log where he used to practice his punch and then you know teaching uh Jordan how to do the same thing and just being like how excited he was when he was like when he saw Jordan do he's like yes yes like it was like, that was such a genuine moment right there was, bro and then did you watch like in the background after like Clark had to go on the phone Jonathan tried it and like he punched it and it was like and George's like oh god are you okay like yes yeah, like the moments like those are what like those are the moments it's not like the crazy CGI fight scenes another side point CGI was really on point in this episode um but yeah it's it's just the small human interactive moments yeah i agree and we we talked about this too um i think that 5 week break was very beneficial because Perhaps they got some money saved up. I don't know what they did, but yeah, the CJ did take a step up. Um, the fight scenes was pretty. Even the first fight scene when Jordan was getting his butt kicked by uh, is it Tack the Tech whatever tag. that yeah, tag, tag tag yeah he was getting his booty whipped by him. Well, his face was whipped actually, but you know that fight scene was pretty cool to start with, and then Superman comes to the rescue. Dude, every Superman when he's in that suit, bro. You're just taking it to a different universe. It's the best Superman suit. I, I agree, like, dude. I thought Man of Steel was, but then like you just see this one, and it's got like I always didn't like how in Man of Steel the S was all weird. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I guess it's just supposed to make it look more alien, but this is just like, it's an ass, right? Like, this, right. this is just classic Superman. But yeah, the fight scenes were just, and like, they were fight scenes that were actually ended like pretty quickly. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Superman is smart enough that he knows how to like pretty much diffuse a situation. I'd say the big action set piece of this episode was probably with Lois and um, Luthor, right? Where they yeah. were getting chased around the mine, which again was really cool. Um, yeah. Dude, um, you know, I really appreciate um, the storytelling in this episode. Jordan, obviously this is still new for him. Um, being an offspring of Superman here, learning how to deal with his powers. And in this episode, he's dealing with his emotions. Being bullied in school, now they're playing against the football team. They're playing against the Metropolis here, where they used to go to. And he wants redemption. Obviously, Clark Kent doesn't want that because he knows that Jordan has so much power. He can pretty much kill everybody in sight if he wants to. But Yeah. I think this uh, that uh, a lot of Jordan's arc right now is definitely identity, right? Like, yes, Clark got to grow up and be Superman, but like you said, what does he get to grow up to be, right? Like, Clark always took the bullying and the humiliation because he knew that it was his duty to be something greater, right? Like, well, well what's Jordan's duty? And that's that's the big cause for his kind of outburst and stuff. And may I say, his outburst in the first couple episodes, they are always kind of like weird, and like he'd always kind of like scream and shout at weird points. But I feel like now is we, we can kind of understand where he's coming from, right? Like Yeah. They're it's more like constructive. I'd say the dialogue is in the way they're acted just gotten a little better. And that's probably because the actor's getting more comfortable with his character now. Um I noticed that too. Mm-hmm. And can and I the- say too, like, I love the dynamic of the brothers. Yeah. I think this is the bet like you can clearly tell that Jonathan he's not like exactly pleased with the fact that jordan's getting all the limelight but at the same time he's still supportive of his brother right and that's vice versa right Mm. and that that one teeny little moment where jonathan got to step up during the football game and he's like coach i know how to read metropolis you know like the back of my hand coach is like he looked at him he was hesitant because you know jordan was having his little moment where he like his powers were going haywire and so jonathan was like all right just let me let me go in right yeah all right get in there and they both got to shine in their own respective ways and going with that same scene there can we just appreciate how observant clark kent is and you know he knew something was up right away and he said just let it out let it out because he yeah you know he he went down to his son jordan who's freaking out he's about to destroy the whole stadium with his lasers and his vision and all that stuff and and you basically yeah you could see too that's hurting clark right when he has to put it yeah like he had to hold it in dude like Oh man, I, I I was curious, you know, like when Jordan actually does get his powers under control and he learns to master them eventually, dude, he's gonna be a scary dude to fight yeah. against. I feel bad for these villains, man. Yeah, he was that. Yeah, just I thought that that was a great way to open up the show, right, and really bring us back. Um, and yeah, that was kind of like I didn't think that it was gonna like be as bad for Jordan as it was by the end of the episode, where it shows him having a whole like. Um, emphatic solar flare breakdown like yeah which i'm really glad that they actually included that because that was that's a little minor detail from the comics clark had one clark ken in the comics had one of those when he was really young and trying to control his powers but is it was because his body was still adjusting to i think earth or something like that Mm -hmm. um and it's basically when 
yeah, like it's basically like heat vision, but your body doesn't release it, so it just gets contained inside of you and just starts burning you up. And it's basically, um, it's triggered by you know huge, you know, emotional swings and stuff like that, which Jordan is very prone to. Yeah, so, man. Uh, I, I, oh man, yeah. This ep- this show is getting much better as it goes on, and uh, I mean, my favorite scene in this whole episode. I, I t- we talked about this yesterday through text. Um, <laughs> I'm just picturing it in my mind right now. When Superman was trying to take care of Tag, like get him some help, and then those freaking stupid soldiers come in and they fire at Superman. Well, first, of all, what are you gonna do with Superman? He's a Superman. He's mad as steel. Bullets ain't gonna do nothing. But we saw the kryptonite getting shot at him. Yeah. And then before commercial break, you see his eyes turn red. He's like, oh, this guy got pissed off. He really did it this time. And dude, like that whole scene, like I was really, it was really tense because right when you go back from commercial break, he's still like in pain for a brief time, but then he's pissed off. His eyes are getting more red. His face is turning red. He rips off the kryptonite from his chest, throws it and explodes them. And then, dude, he does his speed and he goes face to face with that soldier. Stand down. Yeah. I'm like, heck no, dude. Like, this guy's going to get his butt whipped right now. Yeah. And that scene is, that is all going on while we're basically seeing the parallel side of it. Of Here's Superman who, yeah, he he fights with emotion, but he doesn't let it get the better of him, right? Like, he always can keep a level head of sorts. Yeah. And we're seeing Jordan. We've already already discussed this, like, you know, the bullies are starting to nag him and stuff, and he just wants to let loose, right? Yep. And Jonathan's there, he's trying to tell him to calm down, but basically at the climax of both those moments, we see what, how different and how far Superman has come. Jordan, you know, he he goes right in to knock that guy's head off, and I don't know how Jonathan manages to catch his hand, catch his hand in time, but ends up, like, shattering his arm in the process. Dude, I but, told you, I felt that, man. It looked painful. Yeah, and it and that really affected Jordan too, because like yeah, Jordan didn't mean to do that, and you can see that really traumatized him as well, because like he says that he's like, I can still hear like Jonathan's like you know bones like like shattering, and like yeah, that sucks, man. But yeah, that scene like another thing that I really appreciate about this Superman is how he like how Kryptonite works. Like yeah, Kryptonite is obviously his weakness and stuff, and it's gonna stun him a bit, but like. Whenever Kryptonite was shown in Batman vs Superman, it was like he just hit the floor and went fetal, right? Like Superman. But like in this, it's like, yeah, it like you can see it affects him, but at the same time, it doesn't stop him altogether, right? Like this is a Superman who's experienced enough that he literally just tears it out of his shoulder, and like it's not, it's not like a complete like, well, well, there's Kryptonite, he's done for now, like, yeah. And in the and- movies, I feel like that, except for in Superman Returns when he lifts the entire island of Kryptonite, but like. <laughs> uh that was something that was really cool as well but that scene man like yeah. seeing superman just even a little bit like coming that close like oof. and he even he even he even alluded to that earlier remember the, at towards the end of the episode when they were talking to jordan in the kitchen um he said just as earlier i almost gave in to my anger like he hit something like that he almost did he, dude he could have literally headbutted that soldier and killed him on the spot, like, mm-hmm. if he wanted to. <laughs> and that soldier deserved it because Superman well, see, told him multiple times, don't shoot, like, stand yeah. down. Well, and... see, I don't think that Superman was not mad at the soldiers, right? Like, you know, as Crosshair would say, good soldiers follow orders. Like He knew he knew the he, source. Yeah, like, he's he's definitely mad at um, the general, like, General yeah. Lane, Lois' dad, right? Like, yeah. because... 
clearly, you know, the general doesn't trust him enough to get it done anymore, which is uh, part, which is partially, you know, Luthor's fault, who kind of, you know, implanted the seed of an idea of like, oh, Superman may not be all he appears to be. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, that's also General Lane's hubris, and we're starting to see that get in his own way a little bit more. Like we did a couple episodes ago where he told the boys not to call Clark when they got into trouble. Yeah. And so you can see that, that rift. Um, so, but yeah, this is just, I cannot like, I just want to see more from the show. Um, like I was saying earlier, this is the best episode for sure. Writing and everything. And yeah, you know why I said it was a dang shame was because of the five week hiatus, which you mentioned was great because it looked like they got to approve a lot on CG. Yeah. But at the same time, I went and looked at the uh, ratings for the show. Yeah. And um, fun fact for everyone, this was when this show first came out, the first five episodes, it was the fourth most in-demand superhero show. Like there was one division and then two others. And then there was this show. Like it had over a million live viewers for the first five episodes um for each episode may i add a million viewers for every episode and then it takes us five week hiatus um which is rumored that it was cw who forced this five week hiatus saying that it was due to covid and stuff but no other show took a hiatus into the first five episodes that i'm aware of um because they wanted to bring back a quote-unquote more woke superhero like supergirl apparently um and so for this latest episode that just came out, episode six, we went from a million viewers to 7,200. That is a huge drop. And if we cannot, and if like the rating, if the viewings and ratings don't come back, there, this show won't make it because that is a huge drop and studios do not like to see that, which might be their fault. Yeah. And if that's the case, Gosh, CW and WB, they don't, they should just sell the rights to Marvel because at least Marvel will handle these characters with care. Like, yeah. it's, it's baffling to watch these companies just do this. Like, what do they think this is going to make me change the channel and, or keep watching Riverdale or something that they're playing and mm-hmm. in, in return of this? No, I'm just going to turn the TV off, guys. Yeah. Like, oh. Like, yeah, honestly, going from over a million viewers to 720,000, that's, a 280,000 viewer drop that's a lot and uh and we 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 talked about this in the beginning when we started re- reviewing um Superman and Lois we hope Warner Brothers the CW network don't ruin it this is not a good <laughs> it's not a good look right now things are not looking up for our heroes yeah um hopefully um they don't do nothing else but then again, we're talking about Warner Brothers here at CW, and they disappointed us already. We, <laughs> should we just mention The Flash, for example? Dude, yeah. again, I watched five minutes of it on Tuesday because, you know, it comes out before Superman and Lois. I can't. I said, yeah, I'd rather just watch a playoff game or something or whatever. <laughs> watch soccer or something. Did you watch, was it the episode where Cisco leaves? Cisco's gone now. He just uh, Dude, honestly, I don't even know what's going on, bro. I, I he, just, it and was they're bringing, And they're bringing Impulse in. And I always oh. thought it'd be cool if they brought Impulse in, but at this point, I could care less. They got, yeah, they got a guy who doesn't even look like Impulse from the comics to play him. <laughs> His suit looks cool. Yeah. But at this point, I could just care less. 
honestly. Like, just, oh. Guys, like, the show just needs to end. I think the show is overstated. Welcome. Honestly, um, yeah. Well, what, what are your thoughts about Morgan Edge in Superman and Lois? Do you think he plays a, the actor plays him good? I think so, yeah. He's definitely a cunning villain. He He's kind of like... I'm getting like Kingpin vibes from Daredevil. He's kind of like, oh, he, he's playing, he, he's moving chess pieces, but he's kind of in the background, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, Lois, like it, they know it's, it's actually just like Daredevil. They know he exists, but it's just figuring out how to get to him, right? Yeah. So, um, and I like, I, I like the, I like the way they're utilizing Lois too. Like she's not just a Superman's wife and the boy's mom, but she's playing a big part in the show too, like behind yeah. the scenes, like, like this she is kicks, good. Yeah, she kicks butt in her own right. Like I would watch yeah, a man. whole series dedicated to just Lois figuring out crimes and stuff. Like, you know, we didn't see that at all in any of the movies or anything like that. No, like, no. She's, she's just. She... What did she do? Hey, what did she do in um, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League? She looked up at Superman and went, "Clark," that and then it. Clark swooped away with her. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Thanks, Lois. You're awesome. You just saved the Justice League, but yeah, okay. So I don't I don't even know why he did that because he clearly didn't recognize anybody else, but he's like, Oh girl, you're mine. And then like sweeps her off. <laughs> yeah, man. Um I really like this Lois Lane character and um she is gonna she's gonna be even even more important part, I feel, when they break down who Edge really is, what he's all about. Mm-hmm. And she's already on to um Luther here too. She knows something's up with him also. Yeah. So dude. She's she's not she's not stupid, that's for sure. Something else. I'm I think yeah, I, I definitely think the next episode's gonna focus on what's going on. Obviously we're gonna have to figure out what's going on with Jordan, right? Like Yeah. Um That's what, right, he had the seizure in the end, huh? Yeah, the he had the um emphatic solar flare. Um so hopefully Oh be, before we continue, I'm sorry guys, in case you didn't know already, spoilers in this episode. <laughs> Yeah, we should have mentioned that before, I, but uh, honestly, I don't think we need to preface <laughs> that at this point. So, like, oh you, well, you know what this pod. If you're a avid listener, you know what this <laughs> podcast is about. Like, it'll be it'll be a cold day in hell when we don't do a spoiler. When we do a spoiler free review of something, yeah, it's just so I can't, I can't not do spoiler free because it's like, I can't like being vague about things is so hard for me, especially when it's like we're talking about pivotal moments and stuff. It's like. Yeah, I can't not talk about that, right? So, <laughs> um, but seriously, um, and all, if you like Superman, if you like the character from you know the comics or the animated series or something like that, go watch the show. You will be thoroughly pleased with what you were watching. Like, this is not your run of the mill CW show. Like, this is something entirely different. And if we don't go watch the show, we are telling CW that we don't want to see more of this film. We really do. And they'll just cancel the show. And if they it, do, I will have to go. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'll do something about it. Like somebody's head is going to have to roll. Like, and, and I feel like this has to be said, too. If you guys listen to us, you know how Jack and I feel about CW shows, particularly how they treat their DC characters. Yeah. We hate them all. Arrow was the last good one, but even that didn't end so well. Uh, well, okay. actually, Arrow season eight had a couple good moments. But yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the last good season of Arrow was probably. Uh, season two and then I guess season five. Yeah, mm-hmm. those were the seasons one, two, and five were like basically great TV and then yeah. The yeah. And so then the, for us to say that the yeah. Superman and Lois is amazing, 
You better trust our work. It is amazing. <laughs> you know? Because if you guys don't remember, me and Hector, like, I had to basically just, like, I had to go tell Hector to check out this show. Like, we, it, like, if it hadn't just come on while I was just kind of browsing TV on a Tuesday night, we wouldn't be reviewing this show. Like, no interest in it whatsoever. But just because I watched that one episode and I was like, you got to go watch this, like, right now. Like, And I was apprehensive at first. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I'll see. And I did. Didn't regret it. I watched it twice, actually. I know. I knew I knew it was going to be a great moment, a great show from the moment that um, we see Superman save the save the car. I talk about this moment all the time because it's yeah. my favorite <laughs> Superman moment today. He saves the 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 car from the kid. And you mean the kid from the car? What did I say? The car from the kid? The kid. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Jack. Dude, this is like my second in a row when it comes like last episode it was Ryan Reynolds came out of us. I'm, like I'm rubbing dude <laughs> I'm rubbing off on you, dude. I'm sorry. Yep. It was another Ryan Reynolds came out of us moment. I got so much flack for saying that. Like Did you really? Yeah. All oh my, my friends gosh. were like, I can't believe you said that. And I was like, I didn't mean to. And you had and you had to end the show with the baby making song. Can this yeah. whisper? <laughs> oh my god yeah but, but i'm um, sorry jack so your favorite any, moment for yeah, the show just saving the kid from the car um <laughs> i saw you thinking about it yeah. is it car from kid or is it kid from car focus um and just right after he puts the car down and he just it's this small little moment where he picks up the hat and hands it to the kid yeah and the kid's like you know cool costume and you know, he just kind of smiles up. It's like, thanks. My mom made it for me. And he, but like that, I, I've already mentioned before, that is Superman. Superman Definitely. is not a stoic, like, you know, always serious all the time guy. Like he, he is, he's the, he's the boy scout of America. Like he is happy go lucky at all times when he's just doing daily stuff. Like there is, it is very hard to like, you know, find things that will get him severely depressed. Yeah. And it, it was like, it was that moment for me. I was like, oh, this is going to be a great superhero show, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, I I, I really, this makes me really appreciate um, uh, Tyler Hoechlin's, um incredible acting because you see, one, you see different, um, what's the word? Emotions that he portrays. Mm -hmm. He portrays a kid at heart at that scene that you mentioned when he saved a kid from the car. And then he has a very concern emotion as well when he see his sons going through the move in the beginning and how much it had an impact on them emotionally he was a very good father is a very good father i should say very good husband to lois lane very supportive and you know he always put their needs ahead of his own but then this last episode here in episode six you see he can be a very very scary person if you're on his bad side do like tyler i love him as superman he's probably one of very bold statement, but I think he is my favorite Superman because oh. he portrays all these emotions great. And, dude, when I again, that scene when he was about to uh, square up with those soldiers, I legitimately was scared. Like, holy crap, dude, like, he's about to go ham on these guys right now. Mm -hmm. But, it just, again, that's just Tyler's incredible acting, and I could tell he really enjoys playing this role as Superman, and it shows. Mm -hmm. And he knows how to do the physical aspects of Superman and Clark Kent. Clark Kent is like he it even looks like he changes up his walking gait when he's trying to like play the Clark Kent like you know he kind of like in that scene where he first meets Lois he's kind of like 
you know, kind of a little bit hunched over. He's like, he's got like his both hands on his bike bag and stuff. It's like, he's not, he looks like he's not confident at every single step he takes. Like he's going to trip over his own shoelace. Yeah. And he starts running into people and all that. But when he's Superman, he's confident. He's like, he commands the room. Right. And that was something that I always felt like Zack Snyder's Superman never, he never really got that. It was always, it, it always just felt like Clark Kent and Superman were, the same, even though they are the same person, he always felt like his secret identity. Like, I don't know how his, it, it always felt like people didn't figure out he was Superman because, just, again, it's no way that Clark Kent could be Superman. Like, have you seen that guy? Like, he, he's, he, yeah, he's not even confident to, like, you know, go over to the vending machine and choose what he wants. Like, <laughs> and I never felt like I got that impression with Henry Cavill's Superman. So, like, you know, the WB <laughs> wants. WB wants a black Superman right now. Yeah. No WB. Give us give us Tyler Hoechlin's like give us give us a movie with him. Like that's what I want to see. You brought up a very good point earlier to speak to me, and I was thinking about it, and you're so right on this. You know, Henry Cavill, he's an incredible actor. Don't get me wrong. He came out with some pretty good movies. Sadly, Superman is not the best for him and his type of portrayal or acting. And you mentioned this. Had Henry Cavill been the Superman that um, Injustice was trying to portray, the video yeah. games, dude, Henry Cavill would knock that out of the ballpark. Because if you guys played, it. definitely, if you all played Injustice 1 and Justice 2, um, that came out a few years ago, I think it came out like in 2016, Injustice 2, I could be wrong. I think it was 2016, 2017. But you see the way that he is in the video game. This guy is emotionless. He's, nothing faces him. He's like a robot. Henry Cavill would have played that perfectly. Yeah. That's damn shame, eh? Like, just, I mean, at least WB is giving us a Injustice movie. At least they are doing something right. Henry Cavill, maybe you could voice act for that one. You'd be terrific. Dude, I don't think they want, I think they're like, <laughs> honestly, I. it feels to me like after the Snyder Cut came out, it feels like they're trying to cut all ties. Well, they fired him on his birthday, right? Yep, they fired him on his That's birthday. That's right. Yeah. I, I have a feeling that they're just trying to cut, like, all ties with the Snyderverse. Like they're not giving us bat flick anymore. Um, Henry Cavill's gone. Uh, rumor is that the, the new flash movie is going to completely reset everything, which is oh. just what WB right needs right now. Like, what are we? Wow. Four or five movies into this movie's universe into this universe. And they're just like, Nope, time to wipe the, wipe the slate clean again. Like, yeah, whatever though. Yeah. We, we've gone so <laughs> off topic here again, but, yeah. Well, we pre- we pretty much beat uh, Superman and Lois uh, episode six down to the floor with, <laughs> with our long review. Go watch it. Go support this show, please. Yes. And before we move on to our next segment, I give this a solid nine out of ten. How about oh, you, Jack? Nine out of ten. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm single, guys. I'm lonely. Like, just go support the show so that I can have something to look forward to every week. It's killing me. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's enough of Super Red and Lois. Next on the list. All right. So we got the Bad Batch. And we're just going to tell you now, we are going to be reviewing episodes three and four. Today is Friday, May 21st. Um, the Bad Batch episode four did come out today. But because Jack and I don't have much of a life, we <laughs> went in and watched it earlier today. Um, I actually watched it during work. So that got me through the, um, that got me through 33 minutes of work at least. 
Man, but before we go to episode four and three, there are going to be some spoilers in case you haven't seen it yet. We're just going to give you a heads up. So you might want to skip the next. We talked about Superman and Lois for 30 minutes almost. Did we really? Yeah, cool. 28 minutes. That's good, though. Yeah. Um, I'll say we'll try to keep it within 25 minutes. So go ahead and skip the next 25 minutes or so because we're going to be spoiling episodes three and four for you. So episode three. Jack and I had a change of opinion of Omega. She went from being the most annoying character in episode two to being redeemable in episode three and even more so in episode four. Yeah. So, Jack, you want to go ahead and talk about episode three for a bit? Discuss it? Yeah. I mean, it's not Omega. It's Omega. Omega. Oh, sorry. Yeah. The accent. Yeah. Sorry. Where's Omega? Omega. Um, Rekka. Um, <laughs> Don't tick. talk like that. <laughs> yeah. I like to plan tick. Um, I, I would love to talk with that accent for the remainder of the show, but I don't do accents yeah. well. I can um, do Indian though. Yeah, I don't. But I don't. I, I don't, I don't want to get. Uh, I don't want to get flagged for racism here. Yeah, though. let's let's keep it. Welcome to Seventy Eleven. I'm done. All oh right. God. Okay. 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 We're okay. done. We're done. We're done. We're done. Who's the Who's the Indian guy from the Simpsons? The, from the Simpsons? Apu. Apu. Oh, yeah. Okay. You're welcome just... to the Welcome to the Wiki Mart. Okay. Perfect. We're that guy. We're not. All right. We're not... All right. All right. <laughs> we're we're stereotyping a stereotype, guys. Like, chill. Episode three of the Bad Batch. Let's talk about it. <clears> okay. <throat> um, definitely a change of pace. Where, yeah. uh, um, it definitely feels like it uh slowed down just a little bit. Um, we have the Bad Batch are now stuck on a moon. Yeah. Um, with energy eating. Komodo dragons, I guess. And, you know, they lose their parts. They got to go get it back. On top of that, we have Crosshair's story as well, going further and further into his, like, um, I guess, descent into the Empire. And we're, we're starting to see things shift and the Kaminoans get a little bit more weary of the Empire, mm-hmm. which is interesting. So it was it was good. I thought it was a good episode. Definitely the more interesting side was definitely what was going on on Camino with Crosshair and stuff like that. Like, dude, seeing, yeah, that seeing, was that was pretty crazy to see that. Yeah, um, seeing the new like special forces team that Crosshair led and stuff. And Crosshair just executed <laughs> the, the one clone. That's yeah, a kid's like show, nothing. apparently. Dude, massacres like, an entire village. And, oh, it's a kid show. Mm-hmm. And now I really like how this. Um, this review page, it's Games Radar, very popular website. It says, now fully loyal to the Empire. I love the way they describe this. Crosshair's grim execution of the resisting trooper and the surviving civilians is a stark, dark parallel to Omega's plotline. So, dude, like, Crosshair, he's a he's a bad dude. Yeah. No, man. But even in this episode, it, it was like, you can see that the bad bat, like the rest of the team, they're taking it pretty hard, right? Like, yeah, crosshair not being there, and so, and in a way, it's even like Omega said, like you, she tries to tell him, like it's not his fault, like yeah, they are they are brainwashing him, like it is basically we're seeing the Winter Soldier, like crosshair oh. is now the Winter Soldier, right? Like yeah, is, good one. He's being brainwashed and stuff like that. And you can even see it when they got back to the bunks on Camino. You can see him just sit down and he just looks like, like empty, like there's something missing. 
and he and yeah. he doesn't know what it is obviously but he can tell that there's clearly something wrong um yeah and it was and i like i don't know let us let us thank whoever it was that decided i guess disney for putting dave filoni in the making him the executive creative director of lucas like lucasfilm like thank you like best news all week man oh like just so so awesome because he's been really good at bridging the gap between uh, the, the prequel and the and the original trilogy right like you know we never really got a full explanation as to why like what's the empire what's the empire's logic for abandoning what is a perfect soldier for uh i don't know recruits i guess yeah and we're seeing it's a it's all about loyalty to them right like they they want loyalty they want subservience even though there's soldiers to come if only they knew that they couldn't hit a beach ball that's two feet in front of them with a blaster rifle like so we're seeing that um we got to see crosshair lead them and see kind of like there's clearly tension between them for crosshair being a clone and uh soldiers just being as they you know just regular conscripted people yeah and we we see the divide that it causes like you know they didn't sign up to kill you know women and children but crosshair that doesn't matter he was given orders you know you got to carry out those orders so yeah kids show right it was dark man like (laughs) It was it was a little bit traumatizing. I'm not gonna lie. I had to make sure I checked the radio. I'm like, this is really TVMA. Cool. Yeah, this is TVMA. Cool. Ex- good luck explaining that one to the kids' parents. Uh, and although the show did start off very dark, as you mentioned with Crosshair's um, execution style murder, basically, it did end on a light note. We see Omega now. She has a very important part in this episode. Um. If you guys saw the episode, um, they were trying to get that power capacitator back, capacitor back uh, from the Moon Dragon, and she was brave enough to go in its lair. And we noticed something about Omega here. She has something in her, and we've been calling phrasing, this phrasing. Oh, yeah, phrasing. She, let's let's cut. She has. Oh, well, it'd be worse if I say the force in her. <laughs> We can't say nothing because it's all gonna be flagged. She's force sensitive. She has, there we go. Yeah, there, there we go. go. This is gonna be this the is, force. Gonna the force we're, put itself inside of her. Okay, I gotta before we continue. I gotta tell you a funny story. Okay. So before COVID shut down all our public meetings, there was a sister in our congregation. We were talking about the topic was about parent disciplining their children. Oh, no. And she didn't mean to say it like this, but my friends and I, who are Star Wars fans, we were busting up inside our heads because the way she said it. She says, "You know, at times parents need to parents need to discipline them with the force." <laughs> with I, the force. But she's Hispanic, though, so that's how they talk. Like the way she talked, like, "Yeah, we need sometimes they beat, uh, hit the children with the force." And I'm like, I'm "Like, oh, dang, no. dude! Like, just launch them out of the house or yeah. what?" <laughs> Be gone. Yeah, just. Do the whole like Anakin Padme force choke thing. Oh my goodness. One of the parents anyway. has to come in like Obi-Wan. <laughs> Let her go, Anakin. 
So back to topic. Sorry, it is we, that was just funny I had to mention, but yes, we Jack called this since the beginning. We, we talked about this in the first episode of this season. Um, she has some uh, the force sense. She's force sensitive because she was not only able to understand and basically communicate with this moon dragon and calm it down before it uh, shredded her apart, but she was able to safely get that power um, capacitor back safely. And, of course, waiting Hunter's approval again. But what really stood out to me in this whole ordeal was the last part of this episode when Wrecker made her a room. That was such a heartwarming scene. It right was. There. It made me laugh. Wrecker's just such a... Just like a, a he's a big softie, dude. He's a big like, softie, heart, right? Like, definitely. It's always... He's like the brute, but it's, yeah, he's just got a heart of gold. And it was great to see. And uh, mind you, this... Oh, guys, sorry. I was just going to say that was their where their rear turret was so i mean if someone starts attacking them from behind they are screwed yeah honestly and um it it was such a heartwarming scene because you know now she really is part of the crew she feels like she's part of you know force 99 basically but not only that this was her first dream that she's ever had so again everything about it was so awesome and that's how episode three ended on that note yeah. Went from being very dark <laughs> to being very bright as the sun. Yeah, I but like, I feel like they couldn't let us go that somber, right? Like, oh, dude, like, a, <sighs> like it. it just, I I don't want to feel like I have to have a drink after I watch Star Wars. Like, oh, <laughs> uh, I agree with you. Except, but if it's the Rise of Skywalker, then I need to get absolutely cut because, I mean, no amount of alcohol can hear what that movie is but anyways yeah i'm about to get some alcoholic poisoning if that's the case yeah <laughs> my liver's gone <laughs> what liver yeah. but um that episode three um mm, i'll give it an eight out of ten for episode three because we saw two very extremes a very dark part of the episode which we talked about with crosshair and a very heartwarming um, part towards the end, how we would assume again, Omega is force sensitive, and now she's officially part of the team. If it wasn't made known before, how about you, Jack? Yep, I'm um, gonna say, yeah, I'd say an eight as well. It's, I mean, it just dragged it down a little bit. That I mean, once again we have basically the Frog Lady episode for <laughs> for uh, the Bad Batch, um, but it wasn't bad. It just, like, it, it felt like it may have killed the pacing just a little bit, but luckily episode four brought it back a wee bit. So Yeah. Yeah. So let's go on to episode four now. Um, wow, we're making good timing, actually. Um, episode four, entitled Cornered. As mentioned already, it came out today, May 21st. Um, in case you guys haven't um, heard 15 minutes ago, there are going to be spoilers for tonight's episode of The Bad Batch. Um, and you'll be hearing this a Saturday the 22nd, basically. So if you haven't seen um, the episode yet, go ahead and skip the next 15 minutes or so, and we'll be done with that. Now, this here was very interesting because we saw action throughout the episode. We see a bounty hunter now um, after the Bad Batch, particularly after Omega. But, dude, like this was pretty cool. Like It was a change of pace. Um, the fight scene between uh, Hunter and... The Bounty Hunter. That was a pretty cool little fight scene there. Um, what are your thoughts on this episode, Jack? Um, 
Yeah, it was it was cool actually. Um seeing I, I totally forgot actually that Fennec Shand was gonna be in this episode until she actually <laughs> appeared. I was like, Oh gosh, she's here, right. Um Yeah, it I don't know. This episode it felt like it tried to force the Hunter Omega relationship a little bit. I um, thought that yeah and it also i felt this episode kind of explored echoes being more machine than man thing but that doesn't get a whole lot that hasn't gotten basically any attention in the last couple episodes so it feels kind of very surface level right now like uh, here's just one more conflict we can throw into the mix right yeah um but i i like fennec shannon's episode it was funny when she was like she looked at omega she's just like tuck and roll kid when you land like <laughs> She didn't even do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the funniest scenes I thought was when uh, Hunter sold uh, what was it? Echo or Tech? It was Echo, right? He was oh, getting a text message here. My that distracted me. But anyways, um, when they were se- when they sold the droid, but it was really Echo to the the seller, and he basically got sold for three thousand credits try to get four thousand out of him yeah sorry sorry i was getting a text as well but yeah that was (laughs) that was great um while i say that hunter and omega's i'm just going completely different while i say hunter and omega's um relationship felt forced if it wasn't there the show wouldn't have much of a heart to it right that's Um, true yeah i felt like that was that was something that i should have brought out as well um, another thing too, was it just me or was the lighting in this episode gorgeous? Oh, like, I don't know what it was, but this episode like tickled my fancy visual wise. Like, I don't know this just, oh yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Tickled the fancies. Nice. Um, yeah, dude. Um, the visual effects were pretty cool. Yeah. And it was echo. I was a bunch of, I always get echo and tech mixed up for what mixed up for every reason, but that part I was busting up though because like they're basically just like auctioning out part Echo here, uh, two thousand credits. Sign up for four, three, and he looks at Echo and Echo's like shaking his head. Yeah. He's like, okay, three is fine. Yeah. And then he grunts as he's getting forced to <laughs> forced to the cellar. Yeah. And he and even before the door shut, when he went to the back room, like you see him peeking out, and he's like, no, don't let me go. <laughs> that I was did, funny. I did like that moment too. That was really cool. Um, and it was a great, the action set piece for this episode was really cool. The fight throughout the city. Oh, um, dude. Yeah. Which led to kind of that. I, I like the brief night fight that they had as well. That was, that was sick as well. That gave me, that gave me Star Wars prequel vibes. Seeing yeah. the, that fight scene, like going on throughout when they're in their pod is trying to chase each other down and shooting each other. And then, um, even just a hand to hand fight between Hunter and, um, the bounty hunter. It was cool, man. It was a good mix of everything. We got mm-hmm. some good storytelling, a lot of comedy, which I like, especially in that scene before Echo gets sold for three thousand credits. But also, um, of course, the fight scenes. Um, it was it was awesome to see that play out. Yeah. A-, a thing that kind of bugs me a little bit, and I know it's just going to be me, but I don't like where Hunter sheaths his knife right under his right under his arm. Um, because let's say in a fight that you lose your your primary your 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 pistol or something and you got to switch to your knife let's say you're you know you're in a hand-to-hand with somebody and someone disarms you of your pistol yeah like what happens if they immobilize that arm well 
now you're screwed. Like you you can't get to that arm. Like if they have it trapped or something, like keep it on your back or something, man. Like somewhere where you can easily get to it with both arms. Mm. But that's just me. I know that's just me, and I'm sorry, guys, but I'm a nitpicker like that. You you um, I was looking up something right now. Um, something that you mentioned about the adjusted lighting. Um, this is pretty interesting to note here, and this shows how much Lucasfilm um, really appreciates his fan base more now, especially with Dave Filoni taking the lead in this. But notice here, Jack, um, it just happened to be in the article that I was reading. Another quick note, this is from uh, Den of Geek, by the way, the website. It's reviewing episode four. It says, another geek, a qu- geek, another quick note on real-world connections. Uh, Lucasfilm sources reports they are aware of the social optics of the clone's lightened skin tones, resulting in some adjusted lighting throughout episode four. So, um, whatever they've been hearing from people, or whatever they've been observing in their episodes that they've been releasing, they're taking care of everything. Mm-hmm. This, and I would, I couldn't, I can't help but just um, notice that Dave Filoni had a lot to do with this, obviously. This guy really listens to his fans, and he listens to what the people want. I mean, gosh, we talked about the series finale of The Clone Wars. We talked about how great all the shows have been so far. And now, especially with this here, The Bad Batch, oh, man, this makes me happy to be a Star Wars fan again after what, after what we saw <laughs> with the sequel trilogy. We've been through. Don't ever hire J.J. Abrams again to direct another Star Wars movie. Uh, him or that other and guy, if you um, do, Ridley. And if you do, make sure he's going to be on board for the whole trilogy so you don't have another director come and do something completely different and then have J.J. Abrams come back and do what he planned to do anyways and not completely adjust to the last movie. Yeah. Please. Yeah, that wasn't good, man. That sucked. That, that sucked a lot of um, bad fruits. I've got a migraine just thinking about it. Oh, man. We haven't even got to the rants yet because you have a rant yourself you want to share, but we'll talk about that a little later. Um, so throughout this episode, again, as I mentioned, I felt like the balance was great. Uh, no pun intended, but balance was great with everything um, as far as comedy, storytelling. Omega's character is getting developed even more now, and... She's a precious asset that the Bad Batch has here. So now they really have to take care of our our all costs because the the Empire wants her, and they know she's very useful. Especially now that we assume she's force sensitive, great asset for the Empire, which the Bad Batch needs to protect her at all cost. And of course, the fight scenes, prequel vibes, man, loved it every second of it. So that was cool. Um, Jack, what would you rate this episode here? I'm gonna give it a seven out of ten. Um, just because it felt a little lackluster um, for me, but it, it's not bad. It's just 7 out of 10. It, it is what it is right now. Yeah. Omega's, it just was the Omega and Hunter thing being a little forced and, you know, the whole Echo, uh, you know, feeling like a droid sort of thing as well. That just kind of just brought it down just a little bit for me. I'm sure <laughs> everything will be A-OK yeah. once we're OK. But I was thinking about this something while you were saying this. Wouldn't this be cool, Omega being force sensitive? If this was a way for them to bring Star Killer back, Ooh. like Galen Merrick, like I don't know if it's possible, but like I love Star Killer and I love the Force Unleashed. So if he could get brought back, that would be super dope. That would be very interesting to see. I mean, the possibility again. I mean, gosh, we're, we're praising Dave Filoni, but of course he deserves it. With him, the possibilities are endless. It's true and. It's a lot of good things. 
that we can look forward to. So uh, whether that happens or not, it remains to be seen, but I'm not against it, and I'm sure most of the fans won't be against it either. But yeah, um, I, I personally will give this an 8 out of 10. I'll keep this at 8. I, I, I really liked the, the comedy in it. It was pretty neat. And I'm like, I'm watching this at a customer's house working on the car, and I'm laughing out loud like an idiot watching poor Echo get sewed to the seller. Like they did a dirty here. But yeah, I liked it. So I'll give it 8 out of 10. Um, before we continue, I wanted to ask you something. Um, I was thinking about this when we had Star Wars week. Well, I mean, we missed an opportunity, but we can always do it in the future. You know what we should do uh, for like, uh, what do you call them? Um, franchises. Mm. We should have ratings. Like we we'll give, like for example, so like, you know, like every Star Wars movie, there's nine movies in total. Mm-hmm. You got the three prequels, you got the three ra- original, and the three sequel. We should rate them like from one to nine. Like, what is our favorite one, and what's our least favorite one? Oh, you kind of want to like tier list it a little bit. Yes, exactly. Oh, okay. Actually, um. Uh, no, I want to include the other movies too. So we'll include Rogue One, uh, Solo, oh, okay. like all Star Wars films. Like, man, I don't know why I didn't think about this. I thought about it the week after Star Wars week. That would have been so cool, like to have like a ranking between like what do we like and why. Like, yeah. have like a number with the movie title there. No, I'd be down with that. That'd be cool. No, I mean it's not too late. I mean we're still in May, Star Wars month. We'll just call it Star Wars month. Star Wars month, yeah, for sure. <laughs> So um, we'll tr- I'll try to get like a template for us and um, they're like they do. I don't. Yeah, yeah, sure. Get a template. Yeah. Oh, I me. Mean, if you have a suggestion, then text it over to me well, later. No, there's like if you watch like YouTubers and stuff do tier lists all the time, they always use the same sort of website. I'll see if I can find it and send it to you. Later, like but... I want to get I, I want to get like um like on the left. Oh, shoot. Hit the mic. Well, I want to get like um like headshots of us. Like just put our heads as like. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. We gotta make it amazing. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Do you, Do you see my vision or am I tripping? No, I I'm I'm seeing it a little bit. Yeah. Okay. We gotta make it like pop, you know. Yeah. It's gonna pop alright, but we'll yep. make it pop. All right. So. Oh man, I haven't done this for one whole season, and actually the timing was great for this, Jack, because last episode you did Jack's music corner. That was also done in episode three of season one. Oh. It just happened to work that way. Is this going to so be I a think, thing then? Like season I think we should make three. that a tradition. Oh. And then Grinding My Gears was in episode four of season you, one. Uh, I bet you guys don't have Schneider's Meats down there, do you? No. No, it's just like a Canadian company. And they always had, they had these commercials play all the time. And I'll copy it all the time. Anyone says, let's keep it a tradition. Like in their commercials, like, I don't know. She was at a grocery store picking up a Schneider's pack of bacon, and she was singing, like, <laughs> or, yeah, it was like, it's tradition. Like, no, I just do that all the time. Like, oh, we're going to keep it as a tradition. It's tradition. We definitely don't have that here in America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, um, the moment has came. You probably have been hearing about it all week through my individual stories. You probably also... We're hearing it in our last episode. We hinted what was going to be coming today. I mentally prepare myself throughout this day, throughout the week, of what was going to be discussed in this final segment. Ladies and gentlemen. Yes, I have a new complaint. Many complaints. Welcome to Broco's. You know it really grinds 
my gears. Well, Jack, we have a lot to discuss today about what really grinds my gears. And let's talk about the first one, okay? Last week, we talked about my involvement with wrestling and how now I'm sparring with people at the gym. Friends that I know who I bring in as guests and we work out, lifting weights and, you know, exercising. And we get all that cardio in the octagon, you know, duking it out. There's only one person who I like to wrestle with, and that is Isaac, a.k.a. Rip. I gave him a shout-out last week because he's a man, he knows how to fight back, and he's tough as nails. However, however, there is other people who are cowards. Let me tell you why they are cowards. When we do a collar and elbow tie-up, that's when you guys lock each other's shoulders and neck, and you got to take someone down. It's a proof of strength and ability and resilience. Rather than try to take me down, they fall back. They throw themselves on the floor. When they do that, when I'm collar and elbow tied up with them, they yank my shoulders. They yank my neck. And you know what happened, Jack? I, I don't. Actually, I do. You told me. But let's just say for the sake of this argument that I don't know. What happened? I injured both of my shoulders. Oh. Because how? Oh. <laughs> well, the people that I was wrestling with that is not Rip, they basically kept throwing themselves on the floor, yanking my shoulders that actually caused a minor strain on my right shoulder, which I needed to get ice therapy for it, ice baths, sauna treatments, cupping treatments, massage therapists to bring my shoulder back to normal, okay? That could have been avoided had my other sparees were men and they would have went one-on-one -on -one against me. That just grinds my gears. If you're going to wrestle or fight back, do so. Don't cower and throw yourself on the freaking floor and hurt me in the process. Because what happened there, because they injured me, I went against Rip again. That boy picked me up and threw me on the floor like I was a sack of potatoes or sack of ice. It was amazing he, to watch. I'm sure a lot of people like to see me getting thrown around because I get in everybody's nerves. But you know what? That's fine. So I got hurt because of that. And you know me, being stupid and ignorant and arrogant, um, I didn't quit. I kept going at it. And I got hurt worse as a result. So I had to take a whole week off of wrestling. That sucked. Next on the list, gym pet peeves. You know what grinds my gears about people at the gym? When they grunt. Yes, you can lift 500 pounds. We get it. You're strong. You're also on steroids. I don't care if you can lift that much weight. Don't freaking groan and moan and grunt at the gym where we can all hear you, dude. That is so uncomfortable. I could be talking about something next to my with my friend, and I'm hearing a man, a full-grown man grunting next to me. That sounds horrible. Don't do that and don't embarrass yourself. And for God's sake, do not flex at the mirror in front of people. Do that in your restroom or at home. We don't want to see you ripping off your shirt like a freaking a Hulk Hogan over here and flexing in the mirror and taking pictures. That's embarrassing. That just shows that you're compensating for something that you don't have. Do you want if to you know, know what I mean. Quick, quick story. Do you want to know yes. what happened the last time I ever went to the gym and what solidified it? Oh, let's Why? hear it. Um, so do you know like the machine I think it's called like it's like where you sit like where you're sort of like almost looking at the ceiling and you're like pushing with your legs uh -huh. I forget what that machine is called um, but I was at the machine next to it and there was the guy at that machine and he was doing the thing that you're you know you know grunting and stuff <laughs> and he, but he's not he's not only grunting he's going oh yeah oh yeah I hear that like, all the time yeah and it's like dude save that for later like that is like really it's just off-putting honestly like that was like i heard that and i'm like nope last time i'm ever going to the gym like 
They Dude, just, honestly, I, I I don't think women will find that attractive. If not you bring at all. a girl to the gym and you're you're doing that in front of her, like she's like this dude right here. What, you're leg pressing five pounds? Good for you. Like, don't make it sound like it's a chore, my man. Like ugh. Exactly. Next on the list, Murphy's Law. We are all familiar with Murphy's Law. Whatever can go wrong will go wrong. Here in California, we have the most incompetent, stupid drivers, as some of you probably already know. I work for a company called Dr. Wheel. We are a mobile service. Yes, this is a little um, little shout-out to my company I work for. If you guys need your wheels repaired, give us a call at drwheel.com. <laughs> Anyways, dude, oh, my God. I was in traffic all day today. You know why? Because someone got pulled over on the right shoulder by a CHP. And this guy probably got, like, a normal ticket for speeding or his C- headlight was CHP. broken. Yeah, oh, California Highway Patrol. Oh, okay, thank you. Sorry, I forget you're in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot for a second. Yeah. But anyways, dude, why do you all have to stop for one person that's pulled over? Like, honestly, you got five lanes. Go 65. Don't go 20 next to the person getting pulled over. It's not a show of cops, okay? They're not filming nothing. Just keep driving. Another one, Cali drivers, shout out to you. When you're driving on a residential street and a car is pulling out of the driveway and they don't stop, and they honk at you as if you're supposed to stop. Boy, I'm driving the right away. You're supposed to wait for me to pass. Then you pull out, okay? Oh, and this is wonderful here. When cars, traffic, etc., start appearing out of nowhere. For example, this always happens to me. I go to a customer's home, and before I'm pulling up, the streets are clear. You know, you can see like 10 miles away. That's how clear it is. When I start pulling into the driveway of the customer's home, start working, my truck is parked against the driveway. So it's blocking the driveway, and on the driver's side of the truck, that's where all my tools are at. Dude, every time I go out to get my tools, there's five cars always passing by, and these guys are speeding. And you know what? I can never get my tools because I have to wait for a dumb car to pass. Oh, no, another truck passes by. Oh, look, FedEx is also passing by. Oh, look, the trash man is passing by. And all these cars want to pass out of nowhere. Where were you 10 minutes prior when I didn't show up at the house yet? But all of a sudden, when I pull up at the house, all you come out of nowhere. And don't get me started when I had to leave the house. I can't leave the house because I'm getting trapped by traffic that's now pulling up on a residential street. That's one. Speaking of driving, parallel parking. Why is that such an impossible thing for people to parallel park? What is so hard about parallel parking? I'll tell you something here. Johnny Martinez, one of my homies who I was trading for a brief time in our company, we literally had a game going on uh, with Cali drivers. How many times does it take for this guy to pull out of a driveway or parallel park? We literally will count each attempt that a person will make to parallel park or to pull out of a driveway in a tight space. The most we got was seven. This dude had all the space in the world in front of him, and he couldn't parallel park. No wonder people scratch their freaking wheels because they can't parallel park. Whew. Take a breather, Hector. Okay. All right. Let me, know, we're halfway, let, me know, let me know if you need a tag in. We're halfway done. Same, same thing with my company. Um, my customers, I must say, I have some amazing customers. In fact, I got a $120 tip today. From all my customers. Holy cow. So, you know, that's a, that's a very, that's like a week's worth of lunch. Shout out to my customers that gave me some tips. But there are some who want answers right away. There are some who don't accept my answers right away. I'll give you an example. Before I drive to a customer's home, I text them an ETA. And it's a 
pretty good ETA. It's like a 30-minute window. So it's precise. After texting them, they'll text me right at the start of the window. So example, I'll give you 9.30 to 10 a.m. I'll be there, sir. And he texts me at 9.30, ETA. Dude, I literally told you 9.30 to 10. If I'm not there at 10, then text me. Don't be texting me at 9.30. Where are you at, okay? Another thing, I text them something, and they call back with a question to my text. Keep in mind, that question was actually already answered in that text message I sent. So thank you guys for paying attention and reading texts properly. Next, this actually happened today. If you guys saw the picture that I posted um, last night of that door in the middle of the sea, the Salton Sea in California, it's like in the middle of nowhere, very ghetto spot. Um, I don't recommend you visit Salton Sea. You got some weird people there too. But it was a picture of a door and a sign of dead fish. It's like an artsy type of thing. What, pi what <laughs> PG? What ticks me off is when people like the comments on my post, but they don't like my post. <laughs> Why do you people do that? Oh like the post and then like the comments. There was a very controversial post that I apparently posted a few months ago. A what prince, was it? Prince. What? Uh, prince, the singer Prince that passed away a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, was it the was it like the thing that when he was talking about like uh like his like friends and stuff like that? Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. What was and I, okay. and 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 I may mention that according to his life story and people that knew him personally, he died as a faithful Christian, and I commented that I said you know be. According to what I was told by sources that knew him personally, I know people who knew him personally. Oh, really? So I have verified sources from Minneapolis, Minnesota. That's cool. And someone had the audacity to comment on my post saying, well, we don't know that for sure, so you shouldn't be putting that on your post because it could be misleading and confusing or stumbling. I think it's common knowledge now that he was. Like, I think a lot of right. people know at this point. Right. And you know what four people did? They liked that comment, but not my post. Ooh. So, and these are, and this is where it gets, now this is where the blood starts boiling here. Um, these are the same people who are ghost followers. They don't like any of my posts. And I know they don't like any of my posts. And they like that comment. So basically that means like, they wait for me to fall or make a mistake or they wait for me to uh, basically post something quote unquote controversial. Like, oh look it, Hector made a mistake. Oh look it, Hector posted something questionable. Oh crap, my tablet's at 10% now. I better hurry to say. Bro, this is second <laughs> I, I time. My time is cursed. Point is, though, don't be a jerk. Don't be disrespectful. And don't grind my freaking gears by liking comments on my post, but not the post itself. Next, when people send multiple texts at a time, when you're trying to respond to the first text. So, for example, I'll get a text message. Are you doing this about me? I do this you to you all the no, time. No, no, no. <laughs> Hector, I'm sorry, man. Wait, Jack, 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 Jack. You do it a few times, not as much. Okay. But there's some people that do it a lot. Okay. So you get a pass, first of all, because I I know you, and we're mainly talking about podcast stuff, so it's yeah. warranted. Okay, cool. But, like, when people put, I'll give you an example. Hey, bro, what are you doing today? That's the first question, and I start responding. Oh, man, I think I'm going to have to be going today. As I'm typing, um... The second message, how's it going? I'm still typing for the first message. Third message, oh, um, some guys and I are going to go out today. Fourth message, wanted to know if you wanted to go out with us. Fifth message, let me know. 
if you're gonna be doing that, just call me, dude. And I, I hate phone calls as it is, but if you're gonna be sending five messages in a row, just call me, and you can ask that those five messages in one sentence or a question. All right, we now came to the last point of this rant because I've been going off for like 15 minutes. It seems like now my it's voice. Amazing guys, like he's been standing and everything, like. Oh, I told you, I mentally prepared all week for this. Meditated for 13 hours in an ISO chamber. Yes, honestly. Last one. If you guys recalled, um, when was this? On Tuesday? Was this Tuesday? I think it was Tuesday. The Lakers beat the Warriors in the play-in tournament. And now they're going to the playoffs. The first game is Sunday against the Phoenix Suns at 12.30 p.m. Pacific time. Because they'll be in Phoenix Sunday, next Tuesday, and they come back to Staples a week from Thursday, or next week, Thursday, and Sunday. And by the way, I am going to the Lakers game Sunday the 30th Let's to see my baby. teams play in person. My first ever playoff game, and I'm excited. I'm hyped for it. Sick. But people are putting on the Lakers because they say the refs are on the Lakers' side. Woo! Oh, it is clear to me. That many of you idiotic people, you incompetent people, do not watch the games. Because if you watch the Lakers games, LeBron James gets hacked a lot. If you guys recall in one of the fouls that Draymond Green did to him, he was drilled in the eye, a thumb to the eye. Draymond wasn't even going for the ball. He went straight for Bron's face. And you know what that was called in basketball terms? It was just a shooting foul. That wasn't a flagrant one. Should have been a flagrant one. And Draymond Green would have been... um. Uh, what do you call it? Not escorted out. What's the word? Um, like, he would have been kicked, kicked out of the game, I guess. Yeah. There's another word for it, but we call it a game uh, misconduct in hockey. But yeah, and yeah, he would have been kicked out of the game. The refs called it as a common a common foul, dude. If someone's gonna slap me across the face, try to shoot a ball up and going for a layup, um, yeah, that's no uh, common foul. You people like to hate on LeBron James so much. I don't understand why you hate LeBron James so much. Sure, he complains. Who doesn't complain? Your GOAT, MJ, complained to the refs. In fact, he even went face-to-face -face with some of the referees back in his heydays, arguing about what should have been called and what should not be called. But you guys just want to ignore that because you want to see MJ as the GOAT. And I love MJ. I grew up watching him towards the end of his career. And I enjoyed Kobe, too. Kobe also got in trouble for arguing with some refs and calling them very vulgar names where he got um, kicked out of the game as well. But you guys, you guys, you, you got to start making up these lies here and these stupid excuses. The Warriors lost fair and square against the Lakers. The Lakers beat these teams fair and square. No refs are helping them. In fact, they're against the refs. So many calls were missed, and we called it every single time. Shout out to Danny. He was here at my house watching the game. Shout out to my dad. He was here watching the game with me as well. And we literally called every single foul that should have been called. Wasn't called. But when the Lakers accidentally trip somebody or bump into somebody softly, oh, that's a shooting foul. Shoot some free throws. So what grinds my gears is you people do not recognize greatness. And when he retires, speaking of LeBron James, all of you are going to become fanboys. That happened with Kobe Bryant. People hated Kobe Bryant because do. he was a – Jack, you might want to dispute look, yourself look, we, now. I, let me preface. It's not <laughs> it's not his basketball. I think he was a good basketball player, obviously. It's the, the other stuff, you know. Ball the, hog? The, 
No, it's not. He's not a ball hog. He's just a starts with an R, ends with a T. Oh, well, that was. Uh, that I just can't, I understand like, allegations. He, yeah, but... uh, yeah, it was settled out of court, but like, I don't know. I just can't really let that go. But hey, I'm done now. This is your segment. Jack, I'm about to go off on you right now too. <laughs> Anyways, whew, back to the stupid people on the internet. Um. What was I gonna? What was I saying? I lost my train of thought. Um, uh, you're talking about uh, after Kobe Bryant retired. Oh yes, yeah, retirement. After Kobe retired, everybody and their moms and grandmas became fans of him. But weren't you calling him the ball hog before when he was playing? weren't you calling him selfish? weren't you calling him egotistic before? The same things are being said about Bron now. So I don't want any of you to become LeBron James fans when he retires. He will retire as the all-time great. He will retire as number one in the all-time scoring list. Get with it or get out of here. I'm done with my rents. Cool. And my battery's at 5% now, so. Nice. Good timing. Sick. <laughs> yeah. But, Jack, I... my throat's dried, but you wanted to say something, too? I have two things, actually. Um, Let's hear it. Uh, you know what grinds my gears? All right, so. Picture this. You're out playing Frisbee golf with your pops the other day. And, you know, you're there's there's the hole, right? And it's straight ahead of you, about 100 yards out. And between you and the hole, there is one singular tree. The rest is just open field, right? But do you know what's sitting right next to the tree? Oh, a group of two elderly women that decide to make it their picnic area. Like, it is, a, it is an active shooting zone, ladies. Like, there is Frisbees. Like, we're not, like... The, the frisbees that we're throwing are like meant to go fast and hard. Like, yeah, get out of the way. Like, what are they like? I it's a, it's in a public park. I understand, but like, use your peripheral vision, please. All right, what do you got on one side of you? You got a frisbee golf net. What do you got on the other side of you? The pad where you initially throw for your drive. Put two and two together and understand that you are in a very bad scenario. So you know what we decide to do when we see them. Give her crap anyways and rip one down the course. Hector, I kid you not, we just about took a lady's head off. Like, like obviously not intentional. Like, what happened was is um, my dad, like, chucked it. And, it like, you, you know, like, when Frisbees, they, like, catch a wind current and they kind of, like, dip up and then, oh, yeah. like, you know, dip down and they come back up. Well, he caught one of those wind currents and it dipped down, but it didn't come back up. And it was, like, we're talking straight in line with her head. And at the last second, it caught another current, and it went straight back up right over her head. Didn't even acknowledge it. But people, people, if you're a Vancouverite and you've been to Mundy Park and you want to have a picnic there, it's a lovely area to do so. Just make sure you're not in the way of Frisbee golfers because they will kill you. Like, they will not regard you for one second because keep in mind that they are not in your way. You are in their way. Yeah. Um, That's very common here. Um Golfing is very popular here um, in this particular area. Mm -hmm. And we go golfing sometimes. And why do people walk in front of your driving lane? Like, if you get hit with the golf ball, you're freaking either going to get bruised up, concussed, or killed. Yeah. Like, don't be stupid. I, I see like, what walk, you mean, Like, dude. would you walk in front of the barrel of a gun? Exactly. Yeah, like, it, it just it use the same principle, people. Like, understand it, that, like... You, if you're doing nothing and we're doing something, why should we have to move out of your way? Like, if you're gonna be doing that, then you better just go to the driving range and walk in front of the, those golf balls. See how mm -hmm. long you last. 
Yeah. What's the second one, Jack? Second <laughs> one. Uh, actually, I have three now that I'm thinking about. Oh, let's do it. Yes. You know what really grinds my gears? What? Look, I understand that right now we all have to be safe. Do our part. Stay apart. Wear a mask. Use hand sanitizer. Here's my bone to pick. Can we get better smelling hand sanitizer, please? Is oh. it that hard? Like the stuff that you got to use sometimes at stores, it is. Gosh, it makes your, I don't even know, it makes your hands smell like you just dip them in cow pee. Like, it is disgusting. Like, I, and, you know, out of all the things you want to be, like, just get me some Purell, ladies. Like, it's not that hard. Like, and you may be saying, oh, why do you just bring your own hand sanitizer? It's true. I probably should, but I don't. So can you pick up the slack for me, people? Like, no one wants to use it. And when the hand sanitizer is super watery. Like, uh, have you had that too, where it just like seeps yeah. through your fingertips and it's on the floor now and everyone looks at you like you're the idiot. And I'm like, it's not my fault. They decided to fill it with 50% water. Yeah, they made them cheap since the pandemic started because demand was high. Yeah. That it, that explains the watery stuff and the smell. <laughs> yeah. Like, I love going to the music store near here, Long and McQuaid, but I dread having to use their hand sanitizer because it just smells awful. And it's not like you got to put your face right your like your face right to your hand to smell it no no no. it just like radiates from like when your hands are just where they're at their resting position like it's just oh geez ugh. what's your last one say the best for last best um, for last. i'm gonna get i'm gonna get my charger for my tablet it's at two okay, percent go. <laughs> go for it you know what really grinds my gears if you want to come on and be a guest on this show make sure that you have your affairs in order for when we do it i will I promise you, I will give you enough time in advance. I will tell you when we are going to do this show and, and what time we are going to record. So please don't make other plans when you've already said that you're going to commit to this. And that goes for everything. I do not like it. I do not like green eggs and ham. Sam, I am. Okay? Honestly, like, if you make plans as our Lord and Savior, the G-Man himself, Jesus Christ, once said... Let your yes mean yes and your no mean no. Okay? Simple, right? Got it? Get it? Good. I'm done. And, and like Jack said, I just want to emphasize this is for everybody. No one's, it's just, no one particularly. It's for everyone. It's just for everybody. Like, this yeah. is, I brought this up because one person has done it, but it's not just like, it's not just like one. I'm not trying to single out the person that made me go on this rant. It is just a future warning for everybody. If you want yeah. to, if we invite you onto the show and you commit and you say yes, then be sure that you are going to come onto the show because you put us in a real loophole when you decide that it's not your thing anymore. So, And this might be a blessing in disguise because we're at a minute and 16 seconds now. So, or, or, or an hour and 16 minutes. Oh, yeah. So it actually worked out kind yeah. of. It would have been a long episode, that's for sure. It would have sure. been a long episode. I would. But, um, oh. Yeah. I understand where it comes from now. Like, my heart is just like. Doesn't it feel good that you let it out, Jack? It does. It does. This... See, that, and that's why I like this segment because, and I do it periodically on my stories if you guys follow me. It's entertaining. It's also therapeutic. Mm -hmm. Love it. Um, Jack and I did discuss this. We haven't announced it officially yet, but we are going to announce it tonight. Um, this is uh, technically a mid-season finale. We're going to be taking a little break. So... Or mid-season break, I should say. We're yeah. not doing a finale yet. Mid-season break. You may see one more thing from us. Me and Hector are debating whether we're going to watch a really bad movie. 
Oh yeah. And post dude. our reactions of it. Um, we'll definitely do that. We'll put, yeah, maybe okay. we'll put that. We'll do that for IGTV. Yeah, we'll be um, that'll be going up on IGTV. Um, maybe YouTube. You can give it to me, and I'll throw it up on a YouTube page or something. For sure. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, me too. It, it's we're we're gonna watch a cool cat saves the kids, which is a anti-bullying, anti-gun, anti. Uh, was internet bullying movie? I don't even know. So it covers all these topics in this movie. I think it's got a bit of. I think it's a like it's just a little over an hour runtime. So look at the trailer, folks. What is it called again, Jack? Cool cat saves the kids. Cool and, cat saves yeah. the kids. So it watch features, the trailer on YouTube. Yeah, it features Eric Estrada, Derek Savage, <laughs> Vivica A. Fox. It's proper meme material. Oh God, I'm just picturing it. Okay, so we're gonna be watching that Sunday, um, Sunday afternoon. Uh, but this mid-season break, well, um, what do you want to say? Three weeks? That'd be okay. Yeah, three weeks, sure. So we'll take three weeks off. So today's the 21st, right? So that means we'll be back with new episodes on one, two, three, June 11th. No, that's that's actually we're taking a three whole week break. So we're actually, we'll be back June 18th. June 18th. So June 18th, we'll be recording again for episode 5. June 19th will be episode 5. But we're going to take a few weeks off. That way we can get materials in order. We can, I mean, we have family and friends. We have lives. So we want to go out Friday night with them sometimes, you know? Yeah. So we want to just, we want to have fun with this. We mentioned this before, but we don't want this a chore. If we do it every single week for 52 weeks straight, it would be a chore. So we don't want to do Exactly. So um, thank you for riding with us throughout this uh Season two, we had four successful episodes, and we're looking forward to finishing off with four even better episodes. And I do have a guest in mind for episode five. Um, I'll be talking with him with the next few weeks. So I don't want to say it yet because it's not confirmed, but he has his own podcast as well. So we'll be looking forward to hearing from him, hopefully. Um, I'll be talking with him again these next few weeks, and we'll be happy to have him. Jack, any parting words of wisdom in this beautiful episode? Beautiful episode? I mean... Remember Director Krennic when he saw the Death Star? Yeah. Oh, oh it's, it's beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> you say that about episode yeah. four here? <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Uh, honestly, that is basically my parting words of wisdom. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, it's um, beautiful. It's, yeah. I, as Stan Lee would say, enough said. <laughs> Don't make me come down there. You punk. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, me too, dude. Man, Stanley. I wonder what Stanley would think if he saw, like, you know, everything being done with Marvel right now. Like, seeing the shows come out, he would have been proud. He would be proud. Definitely. Stanley. Dang it. Dang it. <laughs> Dang it. We have to end on a bad note. Dang Gosh it. darn it. Okay, let me think of a better quote. Let me think of a better tote. We're going to do a okay. quick. Um, what about your, your, your Nirvana parody shirt here? Oh, yeah. Um, You should go pick up these shirts on Teespring. Maybe, Hector, you can leave a link or something. Uh, This is Send like. Me it. Yeah, it's called the Nirvana Beaver Mind shirt. It's basically <laughs> like if you know the Nevermind cover with the baby, and it's got like the uh, it's the dollar bill on a fish hook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they replaced it. The kid is now uh, just a beaver, and on the fish hook is a giant log, <laughs> and it's really cool. It's like a Canadian twist. Um, nice. Yeah, but my, I don't. Yeah. That's what Jack told me too. Jack, what did Jack say? Figured he might appreciate this shirt of all people. With a Canadian twist, of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, 
Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, I have my final words of wisdom. Sorry. Oh, do it. Yes, in the immortal words of the great and late Leslie Nielsen from The Naked Gun, when I see four men in a park wearing togas stabbing a man to death, I shoot the. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages, thank you for listening to us here at the Neurology. Make sure my volume's on this time. Neurology podcast.